And joining us now on the program, he is the Port County Live Theater guy, John Fedke is here. John, good morning. How are you? Good morning, everyone. Great to see you all. And uh, I'm doing great. That's, That's good. good. Mm. That's good. Good. So nice. Such a nice um, feeling to wake up and feel invigorated for the day. Well, this is your first uh, first visit after uh, the, the new year. Uh, oh, happy, you, new year. You, happy new year. Happy new year to you. And are you still uh, uh, keeping up with your resolutions? I don't I don't make resolutions, Len. Okay. See? I don't either. See, I told right. you. No, the majority of people don't. And I, I'm just I was just asking in case. So Cool. Uh, well, welcome uh, to 2024. Thank and, you. Uh, what do you got on your mind today? Well, we can talk about anything you want entertainment related. As as usual, I like to start off with what's going on locally. And just so everyone does know, the uh, Great American Trailer Park is still playing at the second stage over at Theater Winter Haven. Um, other productions locally will start to open up in the next couple of weeks. But that one's still going on. So mm-hmm. if you're interested in live theater, you can check that out. As far as film is concerned here in Polk County... Um, Personally speaking, I think things are a wee bit anemic. Uh, not too excited to go see what's playing at the theater these days. But that doesn't mean there aren't times when I won't take one for the team and maybe go see something that... That you don't think is going to be good? That nobody see, else is going to yeah. see. Well, <laughs> Like what? Something I'm different. glad you asked. <laughs> well, and I'm just, uh, I, I'm just curious when, when, when you're in that situation, are you already going in there with a negative attitude about uh, the, the, the program, or, or the movie? And uh, if so, then, you know. I don't think John could ever be. Are, are you looking for redeeming qualities at that point, or what? No, it's, it's actually a great question, and, and, and it's really, that's really, really a great question. Um, I don't know if I have enough time to address it completely because that really gets me thinking, Len. You have time. And, and it's fair. It's fair because you really shouldn't go in with that preconceived notion. Right. But but isn't that what marketing is, mm-hmm. especially yes. in film? And we talked about this a few weeks ago. It's called the hype machine, and they hype it and hype it and hype it, and what happens? You uh, go it see it flat. Yeah. M- much of the time. Sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't. Sometimes it's really better than they said. That's and Lorianne, that's what I think is the magic of performing arts and film in general. Mm. It's those times when they get it right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It connects with you emotionally, it connects with you artistically, and you walk out, you know, feeling something, thinking something, and really taking ownership of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if I said to any of you in this room, what's your favorite movie? You're going to go back to that movie that gave you that memory. Right? Oh, yeah. That that's you only. attached yourself to, and that's going to be yours. And mm-hmm. so that's the magic of it. And I think that's one of the reasons, and, and I'm going to speak for me personally, but I think that's one of the reasons I go back because I'm looking for that lightning in the bottle. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Always looking for the lightning in a the, in the bottle. Subsequently, when I make something, whether it's a, a film, uh, and I do short films, um, or live productions, as Ann knows, I'm going for that same thing. Mm. You're like chasing that same thrill, kind yeah. of like that. Uh, yes, you want to see the same thing. It is. There's a. There's a. There's a magic. There's mm-hmm. a magic there. Um, you when you magic. when you produce something live, and you get people that have a love for the craft, or they've had a desire to be in something, mm-hmm. uh, or be on stage. There's a magic in their eye. Mm-hmm. Mm. that 
it's really awesome to see. I don't. I'm not. I don't. I didn't. I didn't know I was going to come in and get. I don't want to get emotional. <laughs> emotional. <laughs> like, well, but it, it. You know, over the years doing productions and working with people that you know have never had these opportunities, wanted these opportunities, and then they get them. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my particular case, live theater. Um, Man, it's something else because they're really grateful to be there, and it's almost like they get to realize a dream, as small as it might be. And yeah. that's that's some of the lightning in the bottle that I'm chasing personally. Yeah. So, gotcha. as a viewer, same thing. What can we see that's going to make us feel and connect mm-hmm. in I ways love that when I when mm-hmm. I go see something and I'm not sure, and you know, I see the trailer or whatever, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know, and that's then I get in there and it's great. And I'm like, yeah. or if the if they've canned it and said it was terrible, you know, and and I go in and I'm like, I thought it was fantastic, you know, I love when or, that yeah. happens. Or you're like, I didn't think it was that bad. Right, like was, I thought it was really still good. Still had some good qualities to it. Right. I've yeah. seen several movies that have been panned and and, and they're fantastic, uh, right? I, you're like, wow. I don't see the problem that the, the the critics were talking about just because I don't go into it with a preconceived notion. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to just watch it for what it is, and I'm not going to try to assign to it any value. Um, n- not everybody is making um, Rosebud. Yes, uh, that's correct. <laughs> yeah. You know. I do. I Citizen know, Kane. Yeah. Not everybody's making Citizen Kane. Yeah. So if and, you expect every film to be Citizen Kane, you're going to be always disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, and and I wish it's funny you brought that up because there have been a few movies over the years that I don't know why critics didn't like it. I don't know why you know the public didn't like it. And I watch it and I go, this was good. Like it was, mm. it right. was fine, and I enjoy it. Yeah. But again, that's that subjective personal preference, right. That we all carry. There's other times with when, the, when the critics are like, this was amazing. This is amazing. I go and see it, and it's like, this is this was this was garbage. Yeah. This was oh, yeah, really it bad. Like that. Or this was not. Why do they think this is so good? I don't understand the connection there. So sometimes with the critical perspective, um, okay, a lot of times critics, when you read the critics and you'll see this, um, I don't know, split, right, between Mm -hmm. the audience like and the critics like. So it'll say critics like it, 97% of all critics like it, and and 85% of audience likes it. Mm. Okay. And you can find that on Rotten Tomatoes. So mm-hmm. for those of you listening that don't know what Rotten Tomatoes is, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes is a summary of all the critics that uh, report on movies. The website takes the criticisms and they put them on their website and then they uh, assign a score to it. Mm. Okay. And a side note, I don't know if any of you knew this, but Rotten Tomatoes uh, actually gained its notoriety overnight. Because there was a movie called Freddy Got Fingered. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do you know? Yeah, <laughs> I do you know? Yeah. And and it was so bad. Yeah. Mm. That the fun of the movie was reading how much the critics trashed it. So reading the reviews was more fun than the movie, mm-hmm. and that launched this website. It catapulted it into fame overnight. So, wow. And pretty much destroyed any kind of career that Tom Green had. Oh, yeah, yeah it was gone. Yeah, yeah. It was gone. He, he, <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was weird, and yes, he yes. attempted Very. a com- comeback with Monica Lewinsky. Uh, they Wait, had big news. did he marry somebody, too? He, uh, who was he married to for a short period Drew of time? Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore, yeah. that's yeah. right. Yep. I was and, like, oh, my and, gosh. And, Why is she married to him? <laughs> yeah. Well... Anyway, we won't get into yeah. all that. So <laughs> it's a whole nother show. The the point is, is that he, uh, anyway, that launched Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes has now become a critical cornerstone 
okay? And mm. for anyone who watches TV, you see it, right? Fre certified fresh, certified fresh, right, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. But the point I'm making is that the critical review versus the public review normally can be separated because the critics are looking at the structure of the movie. Mm -hmm. They're looking for the beginning, middle, end. Mm -hmm. They're looking for the plot point turns. Yeah. They're assessing the um, performances. So you mean they're being critical? Yes. <laughs> from a technical standpoint. Name. From yeah. a technical standpoint yes. where many people don't care. They just know I liked it mm. and I was entertained or I didn't. Neither one is wrong. They're just different. Yes. And so keeping the critical thought process in mind, um, I went to see Ferrari. Yeah. And and again, that's a movie that nobody's seeing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not doing really well at all. Were you, you the only person in the auditorium? I think were there were six of us. Six, okay. Uh, nice intimate crowd. Somebody's seeing it then. But, but <laughs> what is the synopsis of the movie? So the movie Ferrari is about Enzo Ferrari. Mm -hmm. And he's the... Uh, Chief engineer and inventor behind the car named Ferrari. Yes. That's a big plot twist there, right? Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He invented Ferrari. So so here okay, so Ferrari, so here's here's what you need to know about Ferrari, okay? If if you're into biographies and you want to know more about the man, mm -hmm. this probably isn't the film for you. Okay. And here's why. And this is what I want to talk about. Ferrari is a good movie. Mm -hmm. It's got that solid structure, beginning, middle, end. It's got some, you know, plot twists. It's got these some conflict. It's got conflict. It's got it's got some strong performances. It's got a rather weak one, which I'd like to talk about later if we have time. Yeah. But here's the thing with Michael Mann's movies, and Michael Mann is the writer director behind Ferrari. Michael Mann seems to pick slices of life in his biographies, okay? Mm. He doesn't really cover the spectrum of the person that he's covering, mm. you know? It's just like he was one raised segment. in a small, yes, it's like one segment. Yeah. And Ferrari's no different. Okay. So from a technical perspective, Ferrari is really good. From a rah-rah, is this Rocky type of perspective? Mm. The good. answer is no, no it's not. It's not. Len and Nick and Lorianne hanging out with John Fedq, the Polk County Live Theater guy, and uh, got about uh, four and a half more minutes uh, uh, that you can talk. Uh, of course, you were talking about going to see Ferrari. Yes. Um, uh, so, other movies uh, open today, right? Yeah. The um, I think the big one. I think the big one today is the Beekeeper with Jason Statham. Yeah, I saw the preview. Jason for that. Statham is he a beekeeper? Uh, well, I don't know. No, he's not Len, a I, I, Well, not. Of, because in the transporter, <laughs> he was a transporter. Right. In, in right? This, yeah, yeah. And in this movie, he's some type of, you know, rogue operative that's, you know, oh, okay. somebody opens Pandora's box and it's his... It's his, his job to shut it. It's his mission to put it all back into yes. place. And, 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 and for some reason, I just feel like we've seen this before. Mm. Um, that's Why are you going in with the wrong attitude? Well... <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a formula we've seen before. Exactly, and and that's really the bigger point. And Nick's right. Um, yeah. If 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 you well, want to see a Jason Statham well, movie, yeah, ninety percent of the time you know exactly what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So with that being said, most likely this is going to fall along those same lines. And 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 I'll tell you this. Um, I met a writer. He's a local writer 
unbelievably successful in uh, the pop culture world. And he wrote a series of books that were vigilante justice books. Mm -hmm. And he actually sold one of his books to Sylvester Stallone. Oh, really? All right. It was, it was finally, he had, I had met him at a, at a comic book store a few years ago. I was asking him some questions about some work Mm. and, and he said, um, I said, I said, man, are you getting, are you getting anywhere with that, that series? And he goes, oh yeah, yeah. Stallone, Stallone bought it. And and I said, I said, Frank Stallone. (laughs) 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 And and he said, no. And I said, no, I know. I'm just, Uh, I'm just kidding. If you don't know, that is Sylvester's uh, less uh, popular, (laughs) less famous brother. (laughs) And, and he said, no. Uh, And, and, Singer. Yes, um, that's a fact. Uh, but you can hear his work over the uh, end credits of Rambo First Blood Part Two if you really are interested. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, the point is, is that Variety finally released the official statement that uh, the book was sold, the screenplay was adapted, and the um, the production team, right, is going to be uh, David Ayer, A Ayer, A Y E R, and uh, Jason Statham. So the point I'm making is that Jason Statham, who I do like, I want to be mm-hmm. clear about that. I right. do like. At what point? And here's a question. This is a this is a question for everybody listening. At what point do we go? We've seen it, and we want to see something a little different. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've seen it. We want to see something more because I think it's phenomenal that this writer was able to get his work sold, and now it's going to be produced. I think it's right. phenomenal, and it's really cool to be able to rub shoulders with someone like that. But it's going to a team that has produced things that are just almost carbon copies of each other. Mm-hmm. So the question I have is, what will be lost? I, I think that you know a lot. I think, and I could be wrong, but I think the artist also has something to do with that. If you just continually take those jobs, because you know they are going to pay you a lot of money yeah. to do it. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you, Somebody like Robin Williams, who, you know, he was the funny guy and he was making the funny movies and it was always slapstick comedy. And, you know, he was an ad libber and he did all of that. And then he made uh, yes. What Dreams May Come. Yes. Yeah. Just, and, but we, you know, he, he chose a, a, pro, a product, a project that would show him in a different light. Yes. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it's called range and it's, it's unpredictable. Yeah. And, and I, it's funny, you're kind of reading my mind because that's what I wanted to touch on mm. because those are the things that make going to movies fun. Yeah. yeah. When we see those actors cast against type, and I'll leave you with this because I hear the music. Yes. Just as Jason Statham seems to have limited range, there was an action 80s icon named Steven Seagal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he came out one day and said that he could play Rain Man. And my response is... That would have been a phenomenal range, yeah. especially if he played Rain Man and then just kicked people's butts in grocery stores, unbeknownst to then. Right. But yeah. maybe Dustin Hoffman was a little better choice in that yeah. one. There you go. That could have just John Fedhue, he is the Polk County Live Theater Guy. John, thank you very much for being here. We appreciate you, and uh, uh, we will see you next week. Great. My pleasure. Great to see everybody.